0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Altuve not going 3-2, and Correa hits this one out in a right center field, and that one's going to get down for a base hit. Altuve is on his way to third base, and Altuve around third and coming home. Here's a throw to the plate by Gregorius. It's dropped by Sanchez. Altuve scores!
2: Another Astros podcast.
1: Correa mobbed by second base. He drives in both Astros runs,
0: and the Astros go up two games to none in the ALCS. It's a mob scene in shallow center field of Astros players, some hugging Altuve, some all over Correa. The double play partners getting it done offensively for the Astros to put the Astros up two to nothing going to the NY, and Burlander with a complete game victory. He's won all eight games he's appeared in as a Houston Astro.
1: Welcome back, Robert Ford. Joined by Astros manager AJ Hinch before the Astros play Game Three at Yankee Stadium of the the ALCS. And man, what a what a game too! I have to start off talking about performance by Justin Verlander. I mean, especially when you consider the stakes and 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 the 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 game. I mean, maybe one of the, one of the best pitching performances certainly.
2: Certainly the, be- the best game I've been a part of uh, in any capacity. Just the, the the intensity of the game, the, the small margin for error, the um, the, the, just the way that he went about his business for nine straight innings, just getting stronger and stronger as the game went on. An exceptional performance. We came up big with some some really big hits late uh, off of Raulds Chapman, which it, which yeah. rarely happens. So I, uh, you know, to pull out that win and go up 2-0 get on a plane, come to New York. We have an off day. I couldn't have scripted it better for the first couple games.
1: And pitch count got pretty elevated. Of course, Justin Verlander can get elevated with the pitch count more so than others. But seventh, eighth, ninth inning, what were you going through in your mind, thinking about in terms of keeping him in, pulling him, that sort of thing?
2: Well, I wasn't too worried about his fatigue level because he was he was still throwing the ball in the upper 90s. His breaking ball was still really good. Uh, we had a lot of options in the pen. Ken Giles had done a lot of pitches the night before, so I. Uh, I knew what my what my options were, and, and and the more outs he got, the more convinced I was that he was going to be able to stay in a little bit longer than maybe normal. Uh, and he kept delivering. He kept making big pitches. They didn't hit him hard in those last few innings, uh, and he finishes outing you know in grand form.
1: And you look at that the the first two games, you know, the storyline's been, oh, well, the Yankees haven't been hitting. The Astros have just done just enough offensively and, you know, Altuve and Correa really came up big for you in, in game two.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of good pitching in this series so yeah. far. Keiko's been exceptional. Giles and Verlander in, in, in facing those guys and trying to find some weaknesses in their lineup. And then on the flip side, this is the best bullpen that we've seen in a long, long time, and, and their starting pitchers have pitched pretty well. You know, you look at Tanaka's day, it was really good. Severino's day was short, uh, but he was throwing 98, 99 miles an hour. So the quality Quality of pitching is really the, the, the reason why you don't see a ton of offense and a lot of singles, and that's because it's playoff baseball. There's not a lot of weaknesses on these teams. You try to scratch and claw, get your opportunities. We've taken, we've taken advantage of a couple mistakes and, and found ways to score some runs and win close games.
1: And how about the the defense you've been getting from your outfield? You think about some of the outfield assists, Reddick coming up big. You know, getting Gardner. We've seen Marwin Gonzalez come up with some outfield assists as well. And I mean, that's the sort of thing you need, especially in games like this.
2: You do, and, and we don't get enough credit for being an athletic defense because of the you know the, the the powerful offense that we've had. And 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 I think our guys are focused on handling the ball cleanly. Those relay throws take a lot of precision in order to execute. Uh, we've been catching the ball pretty well. We haven't been perfect. We don't need to be perfect. Yeah. We just need to continue to get outs when, when they're there for us. And as our pitchers throw more strikes and our pitchers challenge the strike zone, our defense comes up big. CC Sabathia going against you today.
1: What, what's the key against him? I know you haven't seen him in, in a couple of years.
2: Yeah, you know, obviously you got to get him inside the strike zone. He throws elevated fastball quite a bit. He's got some strength behind it. He's a big guy out on the mound. Uh, there's an occasional back foot slider to righties. We only have one left-handed hitter in the lineup. Um, so getting him early in the count is going to be key. If he decides to try to get ahead with some fastballs that are loose inside the strike zone, then we've got to be ready to hit. But other than that, laying off the back foot breaking ball for our right-handed hitters is going to be huge.
0: AJ Hinch, thanks for joining you got it. Alex Bregman, Astros third baseman. My guest here today before the League Championship Series, Game 3. First two games, you got a
3: taste at Minute May Park. What, what's the playoff atmosphere like for you as a young player? Oh, it's a blast. It's so much fun. We have great fans in Houston, and they showed up and they were loud and um, really gave us a home field advantage. And uh, now we get to be, be here in New York and super excited to uh, get this opportunity to play game three. Hey, read the article about that last at bat against Chris Sale in, in Boston.
1: Here's the 2 1. And Bregman hits it high in the air and deep to left field. And that ball is gone! Over the monster and onto the monster seats!
0: That's a game-tying home run for Alex Bregman. Three to three! Boy, he is a big-time player, Alex Bregman. Second time he's taken sail deep in this series, and none bigger than that in his entire career. You sat on a changeup in that last at bat when you were able to tie the Astros. How hard is that to trust those instincts, that information that you get to, to sit on a changeup when a guy throws that
3: hard? Yeah, well, he had he had thrown me so many changeups in the five at bats that I got earlier in that series that I went up there and I was like, hey, if he gets me out with something else, I'm going to tip my cap to him, but. Um, I'm going to I'm going to look for that change up and hopefully not miss it this time.
0: And you were actually cognizant of how quiet that place got after you hit that.
3: Oh, it was crazy. Um, once once we even got settled down in the dugout, it was it was like we were having a normal conversation. It wasn't loud anymore. Like it was just yeah. like, oh, we didn't have to yell at each other. Yeah. When when that place gets rocking, it gets really rocking similar to Minute Maid, but we were we were like having a yell throughout the whole game to each other in the dugout like talking. Yeah. And then once that happened it just went quiet and we were like barely even talking loud at all.
0: Alex, oh, those first two games at Minn Park, the crowd was really into it. It was loud. What were the two biggest moments when the crowd just erupted? Do you remember just thinking, This is crazy?
3: Yeah, um well first off in the third Reddick made an unbelievable catch up against the wall which was which was it got pretty loud but um The the two biggest moments were definitely when Verlander went back out for the ninth and then when Correa uh, hit the walk-off.
0: What did you think about it? When when Verlander went out for the ninth, were you just going, this is a horse?
3: Yeah, um, uh, he's got a tremendous... just presence that he brings yeah. with him when he takes the mound, and everybody once once he went back out there, we we're like, all right, we gotta we gotta step it up and find a way to win this game in the ninth. And uh, we knew he was gonna go back out there, and get us into the dugout, and get us a chance to win. What kind of
0: information, Alex, have you got for some of the guys to be able to calm things down
3: during these tense situations? Well, honestly, I was I was more nervous before the postseason started, like leading into it I was like oh this is going to be huge games and I sat down with Beltron, and he's like hey just try and stick to your plan that you've been thinking all year and don't try and do too much just try and be yourself and once we stepped in the box for the first time everybody just felt comfortable like it was just a regular season game.
0: I always felt like the playoffs were a little bit easier because the media w- w- wasn't able to come into the clubhouse before the game. You guys were kind of set on who goes to the, the press conference room. Do you find it a little bit easier to concentrate because you don't have
3: the different distractions? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, I think that we, everyone in here does a good job of uh, kind of having that tunnel vision of the the one thing that we got to do every day, which is go out there and, and play the game and play it play it hard and play it to win and. Um, I think we've done a good job all year of staying really super focused, and that's that's been one of the things that these uh, veteran additions have brought over is the is the focus that this team has. Hey, there was a cut cut over on the on the television monitor the
0: other day, eighth inning. They showed Joe Girardi, and he's sweating beads, and never see him smiling. We see in the eighth inning, three one count on Correa, and they shoot over to AJ, and he's smiling, he's laughing at somebody talking to him right there. What does that mean for you guys to have a manager that's just kind of kind of a relaxed? Uh, a relaxed guy he doesn't put pressure on you guys
3: oh it's huge um he knows that he knows that all of us work extremely hard and put in the preparation and we know that he does as well so when those pressure times come in the game we're just we're we feel we feel comfortable we feel at home and we're uh we're we're ready for for every single big moment we're we're ready for that and uh we we can't wait hey sometimes
0: it's hard to recognize especially when you're as young as yourself we may not give it another chance like this. I mean, this whole group of guys is never going to be together again. How excited are you for to, to try to get things done for some of these guys that may not be here next year?
3: Oh, super excited! Um, I know we have a, I know we have an elite team, and this, like you said, could be the best team we're ever on. So we got to take, we can't take any any moment for granted, and we got to like show up every day, have fun, compete, and get after it. And I think if we do that, I think we, we have the team to win the World
4: Series.
0: Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Welcome Thank back you. to Yankee Stadium. Uh, who's got the first question, uh, Carlos? We'll start right here in the middle.
4: Uh, welcome to Puerto Rico's largest
0: town, the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Carlos. At the uh, you, you're a veteran mm-hmm. of postseason play. How would you describe this postseason, 2017, with the Houston Astros back in the Bronx?
4: Well, you know what? Honestly, it's been fun. I think uh, you know when you see uh, these two teams, you see a lot of similarities. Uh, you see younger guys. Uh, a lot of talent, uh, you know, having the opportunity to play in Houston all this year, but also having the opportunity to play in the, in the Yankees uh, last three years, uh, they've been fun, fun years for me, honestly, being the veteran guy, being able to be around so many younger guys. Uh, I think uh, the future of baseball, it looks real bright uh, when you see all the talent and uh Guys like in our ball club, when I look around our ball club and I look around third base, shortstop, second base, I see guys that could be impact players uh, for long times to come. But also when I look in the other dugout and I see guys like uh, Severino, Judge, uh, and Gary Sanchez, I also see guys that you know they could be a, a big impact players in baseball. So it's, it's fun to be around, and honestly, uh, it's a blessing for me that God is giving me this opportunity at this time in my career. In the second row to your right, Carlos.
2: A lot of the the guys in the clubhouse mention often how nice it is to have veterans like you, McCann, adding Verlander.
4: How much do you talk to them at this point in the season about being here and about your previous experiences in the playoffs? Well, you know what? We have conversations uh, in the in the clubhouse in the plane about baseball. Uh, these guys are hungry for baseball. They want to learn. They ask a lot of good questions, which is great for me. I'm I'm passionate about passing on the, the, the things that I have learned in the game of baseball. So, you know, I always try to uh, make them aware of uh, how, how blessed it is, this type of opportunity, when, when you get to play in playoff in October. Uh, this doesn't happen very often. The fact that it's happening for us, uh, you know, we have to embrace uh, the moment, uh, try to take advantage and try to use a platform, you know, to, to do something special. You know, for the organization, for for themselves, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, me being able to to play in, in previous uh, uh, October games, uh, you know, I try to pass on to them that that you know, it's fun. Uh, yes, it's a lot of pressure, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to be able to uh, being able to manage your your emotions and being able to go out there and do whatever you have to do. Carlos, um, you're a student of hitting.
0: Uh, what makes Jose Altuve such a great hitter? And is there anybody you played with against over the last 20 years maybe that you can compare
2: him to?
4: Honestly, I've never seen anything like him. Uh, you know, he does a lot of things uh, in, in the batting cage. Uh, that sometimes you were not one a lot of guys to do it. You know, he kind of hit a cross. He pulled the outside pitch and shoot it down the line. You know, normally you would tell a guy like, "Hey man, go with the pitch and make sure you stride toward the pitcher." So he's he's a unique uh, hitter. Uh, He does spend a lot of work, a lot of time in the video room, uh, watching pitchers, uh, working on his swing. He takes a lot of pride into hitting, even though he's real humble about it, uh, which is great. For me to see that and a guy that has won three batting championship is, uh, is amazing. Um, honestly, you know, we, we talk about approach more than uh, mechanics. You know, he he's not a mechanical guy. He's more like an approach guy. And uh, sometimes when he get lost, he get lost in his mind, not in his uh, mechanical, because uh, he knows how to hit. So, but uh, the, the the good thing also with him is that he doesn't really get lost a lot you know he only get lost for a couple games you know without a hit and he get back into uh getting back in, in the rhythm so he's, he's a great uh, great athlete and uh he's ha- i'm happy to have the opportunity to play with a guy like him
0: in the third row and you're right carlos hunter hey carlos um in the last five games the yankees are batting close to 170. you know these yankees batters personally how surprised are you that the yankees are not hitting well lately
4: well, you know what, they, we're not hitting at all, neither, you know. I mean, uh, this game has been close, close games, uh, has, have, has been uh, pitching games. Uh, our starting pitchers have been able to go out there and, you know, pitch good games uh, the same way they've been doing, so there have been close games. You know, sometimes you expect uh, things to go differently, but uh, when you look at the history of postseason, you know, you see uh, it's, it's a pitching matchups. you know, like whoever pitched the best, It's a team that's going to win the most games. So uh, thanks God we've been able to win the first two games at home. But, uh, yeah, we haven't been able to do a lot of damage like what we did in the regular season.
2: To your left, Carlos, over here. Carlos, AJ, talk to us about the importance of you guys having fun, even in these pressure-packed moments. Mm -hmm. What's the fun aspect of of bringing this team in here into this setting where you guys know that everybody's going to be lined up against you, the crowds after you, all that stuff?
4: Well, you know what? The good thing is early in the year we had the experience of coming and playing the Yankees here at home. These guys, man, these guys are uh, are hungry, man. Our guys are hungry. Uh, this team had the opportunity to, to play at Yankee Stadium in a playoff game when I was in the other side, and uh, they came here ready to play baseball. And uh, they got that opportunity in uh, 2015, I think it was. Uh, and they were very close to go to the World Series uh, with the team that they have. I do believe that this year the team that they have is better uh, because of the experience that you gain uh, in baseball—they—they've uh, been in this situation before. They want to go out there. They want to make it happen. And uh, for me, it's fun to watch that.
1: You're right, Carlos Ken. Carlos, you know from your personal experience how hard it is for a team to make the playoffs year after year, no matter how <coughs> talent there is. Is there any advice you would give to front office manager or your teammates about the key to you know to building on what you guys are doing right now?
4: Well, you know what? The, the good thing that I have seen this year with this organization is the, you know, they set up a good plan in spring training uh, to work together. Uh, we we set, we create an environment in the clubhouse uh, where everyone is uh, looking after everyone, uh, and, and it's fun to see that uh, these guys have been uh, have played against. Each other in the minor leagues for a long time, so they basically they came up together. Uh, it's it's kind of like the same as, as the Yankees right now. You know they're young. All these guys played together in the minor leagues, so they're gonna have time to you know get to know each other more. And uh, and I think it's it's good that they can build on that. You know uh, the the Houston Astros is uh, you know they they have a good coaching staff. Uh, AJ have done a real good job uh, being able to put uh, different lineups up there and. Uh, but at the end of the day, he, be, he also has been able to communicate well with the guys. Uh, they also have a guy that's super passionate on Alex Cora, bench coach. The guy always bringing something to the table for the younger guys, which is great. So the fact that we have created uh, this environment uh, is, is fun uh, and also has paid off. And, you know, I don't think people get to this type of uh, uh, games by luck. You have to... You have to build on spring training, regular season until you get to this point.
1: To your left, Carlos in the third row. Scott?
0: Uh, Every chance he gets, Carlos Correa talks about how much he's learned from you this year, uh, that you've sort of taught him things about the game that he never even thought of. Can you kind of uh,
4: explain a little bit about the connection that you two have made maybe since the start of the season and and what it's been like for you to sort of work with a player as young and as talented as him? It's unbelievable. It's a great experience. And, uh, you know, I'm so proud of him, uh, proud of how he has been able to handle every situation. He's so smart. Uh, He's so passionate about the game. He doesn't want to be good. He wants to be great. Uh, And when I see that on a younger guy like that, uh, I mean, I'm motivated to help him and to share information, uh, information that has been key for me in my career. Uh, he knows that I'm, you know, I, I love the game. He knows that I study the game. So, you know, since spring training, we, we've we been able to spend a lot of time together. I've been able to, you know, show him a little bit, few things that I do that, you know, that I've been successful in my career. And he, he's a good learner, man, you know. Uh, it's not difficult to teach a guy that already is a fight two player, you know. So, uh, sometimes, uh, as a veteran guys. uh, we get caught up in the middle because uh, you want to share a lot, but sometimes it has to be uh, a two-way street where the younger guy also is willing to listen and also willing to apply uh, the the, the advices that you're trying to pass to them.
1: To your right, Carlos Tyler. Carlos, when you were with the Astros in 2004, you guys had a closer, Brad Lidge, who threw hard and had a great slider and struck out a lot of guys. Same thing now with Giles, um, same sort of pitch mix. Do you recognize any similarities in the in the – Way, way Giles attacks hitters the way Brad did.
4: Yeah, I mean they're similar. Honestly, they were slider guys. Uh, they threw a lot of a lot of slider, even though they they threw uh, 95. I mean Giles threw almost 100 miles per hour. So, you know Giles been key for us big time all season long. You know uh, he's super quiet, uh, super humble, uh, works extremely hard. Uh, it's a it's, it's, uh, it's a closer, Brad, But uh, before before the game starts, he's already in the bullpen. So you sometimes you see a lot of closer get into the bullpen. Like by the six, seven inning, he wants to be there early. I think uh, that shows you uh, how passionate he is about the game of baseball. He wants to watch the game. So and you know AJ also had done a good job with him, uh, being able to put him in in situation where he has he can be successful. So. I mean, we are what we are because of contribution like uh, Giles.
0: Get to as many as we can before AJ comes in. Ron, to your right, Carlos. You've been on teams (coughs) with a lot of old veteran players. Now you're on a team with a lot of young players, and I'm sure you can remember when you were a young player. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference in emotion, attitude, approach when you're young in this situation and when you've been here a few times?
4: Well, you know what? I think uh, when when you're being in this type of situation, uh, you know how do you control your emotions? Sometimes, you know, for me, is uh, I'm very low key guy, so I don't show a lot of emotions. So I think that's uh, been helpful for me throughout my career to basically stay in control. Uh, sometimes younger guys uh, they get emotional, but uh, but it's good, you know, it's good to show the emotions, you know. I think as long as you control your emotions and as long as uh, you go out there and, and don't get caught up in the in the moment or in the hype of the situation, I think uh, it's, it's great. So these younger guys that we have, uh, they're passionate, you know. They're passionate, they're hungry. Um, they show emotions, and it's great. Uh, and sometimes the emotions that they show is not is not to try to show up the opposite team. It's just to try to fire the, the our own clubhouse or our own ball club, so which is great. Try to take two more Car- uh, to your right, Carlos. Uh, Carlos, you mentioned uh, Alex Cora before. You were talking about his uh, in the clubhouse. What, what qualities do you, does he have that you think will allow him to be an effective uh, manager in the future? Well, you know what? Alex uh, brings a lot to the table, my friend. Uh, he's a guy that always is looking forward uh, for information that he could use against the opposing team. And he's also, uh, he provides that information to the player, which is great. Uh, He has uh, great communication with the guys, respect the guys. He's always in the clubhouse uh, getting to know the players, uh, getting to know which buttons he could push on each player to make them go out there and play the game hard, which is great. I think I always feel that sometimes uh, managers, they draw... uh, a very defined line between players and, and manager, uh, and sometimes you know they, they get caught up, uh, not going to the clubhouse because they don't want to they, they don't want to feel like they're invading uh, their their space. But as a player, I love when managers come to the clubhouse, sit down, talk to us, get to know us, ask about our family, about our, you know our, about everything, and and that really for me means a lot. So Alice does that real well. Um, He played the game, Um, you know, he was intense. He's intense, but uh, in a good way.
1: And we'll take a last
0: one from Mark in the fourth row here.
4: Carlos, you flourished in New York twice as a a ball player, two different stops. Uh, What did it do for you as a player and a person to have played here, and what does it take to be a good ball player in New York? Well, first of all, you cannot get caught up uh, in reading all the papers in the city. I think when you read all the papers in the city as a player, you know, that's not a, a good thing that you're doing to yourself. So you have to basically uh, focus on playing the game and understanding the, the platform as, is huge, but also uh, it's great because uh, if you care about, about the game, you know, there's no better place to play baseball than New York. You know, uh, the attention that we get as a ball player is, is amazing. Uh, when you do well, it's recognized worldwide. But also, when you do bad, it's also recognized worldwide. So, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, <clears throat> New York is not for everybody. You're right about that. New York is not for everybody. People could, you know, excel in the city like this one. But also, people could I have seen it before. People can have uh, have seen good players coming to New York and their career have gone downhill. So you have to have a clear mind on what you want to do. Uh, and, and be passionate, you know. That's that's something that I I am passionate about about the game, and I don't get caught up in a lot of stuff. Even though sometimes you know, there's things that I don't like, but you know, uh, you know, I think uh, if if I control in, in what I need to control, and that, that is my my preparation, the way I I, I try to become a good teammate with, with, with the guys in the clubhouse and impact my people, my my teammates. Uh, And I'm controlling that. I think uh, that's what I really care the most.
0: Cross, we appreciate everything you've done for your native Puerto Rico, and uh, we thank you for coming in today.
4: Thank you. This has been a production. And whoever
1: in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.